Welcome to the Coach for Tutors podcast, where we grow your tutoring business with each episode. My name is Michael Gibbon, the host of the Coach for Tutors podcast and founder of Coach for Tutors. At Coach for Tutors, we work with private tutors and tutor company owners to help you with launching and scaling your tutoring practices. Today, I am joined by the incredible Georgina Green, uh, who will be sharing with us the power of STEM education for students. Georgina, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Lovely to be chatting to you today. So a little bit about Georgina for our listeners. Georgina is a personal tutor, STEM education specialist, and founder owner of Green Tutors. Having worked and studied in science since leaving university in 2005, Georgina founded Green Tutors in 2011 to share her passion for STEM learning. For 15 years, Georgina was a pharmaceutical scientist in discovery research, leaving in 2021 to focus on her tutoring business full-time. Since 2011, Georgina has recruited a team of tutors working and studying in STEM fields to inspire more students into STEM paths. Georgina also participates in STEM workshops and career events in local schools as a STEM.org volunteer, and this year is a member of the Inspiration Academy with Stemazing Women. (laughs) Since March 2020, she's been the host of the Tackling Tutor online community, sharing resources and coaching for tutors and teachers to bring their teaching and businesses online during the pandemic. Having struggled with anxiety herself, Georgina is passionate about supporting students to reduce anxiety and build confidence for their exams. Since 2022, Georgina has been the science specialist for Qualified Tutor, as well as the festival manager for the Love Tutoring Festival. Welcome, Georgina. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. It'd be great to learn more about what inspired you, uh, your interest in STEM, to become a STEM educator. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's always been quite interesting to me, I think, to find out about how things work and why things work. I'm never really happy learning the, um, that the kind of high level summary of something, you know, really discover about um, plants or digestion, food, and there's always lots of why questions. So I was always quite interested in finding out the background. And I think that's probably down to my dad, um, we always had a massive library in the house because he's a big, a big reader, um, and it, he would sit and watch documentaries with us and like science investigation programs, lots of forensics files, all that sort of thing. So yeah, he was pretty much encouraging me to want to know the how and why of everything since <laughs> since I could read pretty much. <laughs> so it sounds like it was it was like right from the start, just really getting into those different factors and and learning about those pieces. So what sparked that decision to go into the tutoring field? Well it felt like it happened very accidentally, but I don't I don't think these things do really happen accidentally, do they? You get you get drawn to the things that interest you. Um I did when I was at primary school I really wanted to be a teacher. I loved watching what the teacher was doing all day and um, I think I'd go home and basically do the same thing with the teddies at home Um, (laughs) they would have a class in whatever we'd learned that day Um, and then when I went to secondary school it was so different and it was so um, I just felt really bad for some of the teachers that would have like a really rough time preparing people for their exams and seeing the how challenging that job would be it it like a lot of credit to classroom teachers it's it's a lot of work I probably had underestimated it when I was too young to realize um it kind of put me off going into that so um later on when um, a friend of mine shared the experience that she'd had with uh, one-to-one tuition that sounded like a fantastic idea I hadn't even really mm. considered it before so she suggested it to me I uh, signed up for a 
a couple of classes through a directory site and uh, yeah I was hooked <laughs> that was it <laughs> and you mentioned as well that you were in pharmaceutical sciences as well and then that transition to tutoring you find a lot of those students like science medical engineering really thrive once they're in the tutoring they can see the benefit of it in an application sense yeah I think so it's quite often with subjects I think for a lot of students learning science and maths at school it seems very pointless and they will always ask why do I need to know this and it's really helpful for somebody that's already working in that field to be able to relate what's in their textbook to what's in their everyday job and how they apply that and it's it's just a lot more interesting than words on a page and uh, quite interesting to see that even for myself to, to speak to the tutors on the team and hear about what they do in their daily work it's a variety of ways that they've implemented the stuff that they've learned at school in maths and science lessons so, yeah it makes it much more interesting i think oh absolutely and uh in terms of uh trends in stem education like what are you finding are some of the the major trends that are happening now and ones that may impact the next generation of students and it's really interesting there's lots uh there's lots happening to kind of level the playing field a bit more I think there's always been this uh, trend towards STEM careers being something for boys and um, if girls are interested in uh, biology and sciences they're pushed towards nursing more than like, actually being a doctor or uh, studying a, a STEM field and there's much more of a push towards tackling that image at a really young age and helping children to see themselves in whatever career they're interested in and not having a gender associated with them. Um, and also to try and make it more practical. I think the, the things that were happening with STEM org and amazing that were encouraging young people to get more into STEM really young and not be put off from stereotypes have kind of lined up with what's happened with the time that students spent studying sciences and maths at home and not in a classroom, not having the opportunity to do practical things. So there's loads of, um, well, I've certainly been involved in quite a lot of things to make that more practical and be able to um, give students the benefit of that, that, that practical hands-on learning, mm -hmm. but from their own home, so that, that there's, no, there's no barriers for people who maybe aren't able to access that in school or who have missed out on classroom time. It's a lot of fun. I think it has a lot of potential. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I really like what you touched on as well, not going into a gender conformity with these different disciplines. And are you finding that having girls do uh, more chemistry, physics, engineering, math, and not having a stigma associated with it, that that has actually shown gains over the subsequent years? Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot. It was only, uh, I think, maybe a month ago that there was a, like a pretty high profile head teacher who's an advisor for the DfE who actually said that girls don't tend to study physics after school because there's too much complicated maths and their brains can't handle it which is just ridiculous mm -hmm. this is mm -hmm. 2022 and she's mm -hmm. actually in a position of responsibility but that's still an attitude I mean she I'm sure she's not the only one that has that attitude so there's clearly a lot more to be done but I just see within my own students that I'll start with um, a student, a young girl who will tell me that she can't do maths. She's never been any good at maths. Her parents have never been any good at maths. And then a few years later, she's studying a maths or 
biochemistry degree and <laughs> completely <laughs> switched around. Yeah, and that must be so empowering as well to see these students who come in, you know, jaded about math or about science or there's a challenge or roadblock and just to see them flourish, you know, that must be just an incredible feeling. Yeah, it's lovely. It, it kind of fuels me because it can be a bit difficult sometimes with, I, and I completely understand with students that have anxiety around these subjects or that just really don't think, they don't see their own potential in it. Because I have seen it so many times and I see it every year, I know that they will get there. <laughs> so it helps me to keep keep going on that path with them and yeah, not, not let them lose their confidence. And why do you think that is still something in 2022? I honestly, I don't understand the thought process because it's mm -hmm. completely, it's obviously a completely different mindset to the one I have. Um, but it, I think it's associated with historical gender roles, mm -hmm. historically science, scientists and all the famous scientists that are mentioned in the textbook are pretty much men. Pretty much all of them are men. A lot of the discoveries are named after a famous mathematician who was a man, because you know historically women wouldn't have even studied. A lot of girls wouldn't have gone to school, so of course they weren't going to be scientists. But with the same opportunities and with you know the same support, there's no reason why <laughs> we're all humans. We've all got the same brain. There's no reason why we can't do all of the same things. Absolutely. There's 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 no magic shut off that happens based yeah. on your based on your gender. I'm sure there are so many tutors that are tutoring science, math, you know, and and are and are seeing this within their own tutoring. So it's great to hear from someone who is an expert in this field to really to say that no, this this is something you can break this down and it, although it's still happening, it's not something that will be tolerated really, that we can shift the mindset. And what would you like to see in STEM over the next, say, 20 years? Where do you want to see it go? Oh, wow. There's so much potential. Um, it would be, I think in education in general, there's an absolute abundance of things that could be learned from the, the time spent studying in lockdown and the way that technology had to quickly adapt to enable students to still keep up with their studies. It was, a, I think, quite a variety from one classroom to the next, but it, it, it's opened up a lot more and that opportunity really should be, we should be making the most of that um, to be able to connect. You know, students don't have to learn from a teacher sat in their classroom with a book. There's a whole world of opportunity that they can learn from somebody mm -hmm anywhere in the world offering anything they could be demonstrating all sorts of different I mean a student sat in uh, in Manchester could be learning from a, a NASA scientist on the other side of the world <laughs> there's no reason why we can't open all of this up and, and show students what happens after school make the subject come more to life absolutely and it's really about um as, as you've been saying like shattering boundaries shattering uh, stereotypes stigmas and having you know equality in stem education and also having a plethora of resources available that were not fully tapped into prior to pandemic and will continue to be built upon as the years go by it's very exciting i'm sure uh, there will be but yeah it's it's always slow progress unfortunately but the international potential is definitely there and uh and like you said it's going to be wonderful that you know maybe in i don't know 10 years my niece will be able to see in her science book about you know women in science and medicine doing these incredible things and discoveries and it'll be just more empowering for you know for these next generation and generations to come oh yeah that'd be amazing <laughs> it 
Yeah, I would. Well, Georgina, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Um, and is there anywhere uh, our listeners can reach out to you if they have other questions or things they'd like to share? Yeah, so everything to do with uh, my tuition business is at Green Tutors everywhere online, or the website is greentutors.co.uk. Um, for tutors interested in getting more connected with other tutors, um, there's the, the Love Tutoring Festival um, through from the 27th of June to the 1st of July. And then I'm hoping lots of people will be celebrating World Tutors Day on the 2nd of July. I think we've all earned ourselves a celebration this year. <laughs> Absolutely. So for our listeners, the Love Tutoring Festival 3 is from June 27th to July 1st, World Tutor Day July 2nd. And we'll be posting the links to Green Tutors as well as to Love Tutoring Festival 3 and World Tutors Day. So you can take part in this incredible event. Having been at Love Tutoring Festival 1 and 2, it is such a magical week of interaction and community amongst tutors and wonderful professional development you won't get anywhere else. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm excited for it. <laughs> well, thank you so much again, Georgina. And uh, this has been Michael Gibbon of the Coach for Tutors podcast. And as always, make it a great day. Mm-hmm.